Welcome to Multiclass Theater 4, The Quest for Peace. Multiclass Theater is a live play podcast. That means we use dice rules to determine the outcomes of events, but all our decisions, narrations, and dialogue are improvised on the spot. Honestly, this is our 17th episode of the season. If you've been listening this long, I shouldn't have to explain how this works. Nonetheless, you can expect adult language, gratuitous pop culture references, and fantasy violence. But if those don't bother you... Please settle in and enjoy the show. Last time. Team 1 of Buck, Mist, and Winley successfully rescued Masha Zareen, the deposed High Priest of Kassir, from execution. This left the rescue of Jimra Parsisha, the leader of a rogue sect of Kassir worshippers, and those actually following the will of their goddess, to Desmond, Devi, and Rotan. Team A couldn't reach Jimra before she was dropped into the river to drown, but this was all part of the plan. Rotan and Desmond's water elemental navigated the murky waters to find Jimra and release her bonds. But they were not alone. A horrifying bone monster, whose name I don't think we ever caught, ambushed the would-be rescuers. A very tense battle ensued. Seriously, we almost lost Rotan. But in the end, the monster could not withstand the power of friendship and being smashed with hammers. Jimra herself took advantage of the chaos to escape, leaving our party to regroup and make trails of their own. And that's where we join them, on Multiclass Theater. Debbie, Desmond, Rotan, tired, wet, more than a little wounded, you stagger your way through the streets and into the inn. Standing on the table at the center of the inn is Wally. He meows at you, and he meows again. Apparently, he's hungry. You're there just a few minutes, catching your breath, getting some water, feeding the cat, of course. When Winley, Mist, and Buck enter the inn. Is there like a bar or something to barricade the door with? <laughs> <laughs> Let me think. Uh, probably. I mean, there's a way to, to lock it, definitely. There's, yeah, I will say it has a bar, like a thick... It's actually not even a board. It's a, a sort of a long stone slab that you can effectively slip into brackets and bar the door. Yeah, Buck's going to go ahead and barricade that door behind us. Everyone's still alive? I think it went better than I thought... How bad did you think it was going to go? Well, we could have died. That's that's not the worst thing. I could have died. All I'm saying is that the team that I went with, I think, did rather well. Buck and Mist, we should be proud of ourselves. Wait, how did your thing go? Did you see any of the uh, literal fireworks? Oh, that was you. I assumed that was you. No. <laughs> oh. Oh. That was Masha. Because of me. Us. Well, mostly you. <laughs> not directed towards you, because clearly you're not burned to a crisp. Nope. Uh, we basically set her loose, and she had some things to work out with the current regime, I guess. At any rate, we can count her pretty safely as an ally at this point, assuming she didn't die. I give that even odds. So, how are we all feeling about um, staying versus leaving. Well, that stone slap on the door tells me staying might not be the best idea. Yes, I don't see how we can after 
After all, <laughs> after all of that. They are locking down the, the exits. I think I may have been noticed. And for good reason, you are a hero. Ah, oh, yes. Yes, Roton, that was, uh, that was impressive, to say the least. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, so she got away, uh, but she seemed okay. She swam off in the darkness, and then I was, I was somewhat distracted, uh, by, uh, by, well, you know, uh, scary, scary, uh, monster beast. So we have each successfully rescued one of our targets, and we also did not bring either of them back here. So we're back where we started. Kinda, except, uh... Neither of them are in prison anymore? Yes, if if either of them survive, then... Uh, and, and both are, are quite capable, um... Then perhaps, um... They could prove to be uh, future future allies. We have ways of, um... Communicating with them, if, if needed be. We, we need present allies, is my understanding. Very true. Well... We know Jimrel was gonna... She said something about heading to the heart of Kassir, so... She's headed there? At some point in the nearest future. I think oh. she was gonna be making their way there before she got pinched. Well then... Debbie, is that anywhere close to where we're going? Well, it's a giant volcano in the middle of the desert, and I... I've already forgotten if the Order of Chaos's main campus is there or somewhere else in the desert. <laughs> it is not. Okay. It is... Pulling you in another direction towards the southeast. I mean, there's really cool stuff there. Giant volcano, you know, lots of cool fire and, and stuff, but the Order of Chaos is not there. Devi. What? In what direction will we be going from here? Insert geographical knowledge here. I know, I know the, the volcano is to the northeast, right? Yes, the volcano is to the northeast of Sisha. The Order of Chaos is to the southeast. Well, if you go to the volcano... Uh, it's northeast. If we go to the Order of Chaos, it's southeast. The Order of Chaos specifically is where the next trial thing for the Order of Chaos is? Yes, and they're, they're the keepers of the legacy, remember? So they, they right, might have actually right. knowledge of what she... Like, I think they're our best bet? No, I'm... I am... Uh, I am Team... Team Chaos, I guess, then. Well, I was going to offer that my hometown is on the way there. We could stop for a day and rest and, well, be very safe. You see, Jeminj, where I'm from, it's quite hidden. Lots of visitors don't come because it's very hard to find us. And I would just perhaps like to offer a safe place for everyone to rest and recuperate before we go. Are you emotionally prepared for that kind of thing? You didn't even want to see your cousins. I know. It's something I've been thinking about and um i think it is the right time and um I, I just think we need a safe place rachel you also know that there is a essentially a road leading out of sisha on the northwest side of the city along the river which is what the gnomes use to travel back and forth and trade with the sishans and since um everything is being shut down I know a particular route that um, my parents used to take me on. We didn't leave Jemins too often, but when we did, we took the Gnome Road. So I could assure safe passage outside of the town. Well, in that case, um, as, I, 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 as I don't think the front door is um, currently an option, 
I'm I'm totally fine with mooching off your family for a little bit. If that's the road that leads us out. But I, I do have a little bit of a logistical question regarding this road. And I don't mean to sound insensitive, but... You will fit. Okay, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I do see where the question came up. Um, But no, it is an average size road, meaning I look small on it. So everyone will be fine um, walking on on the path. And would the temple guard also lock down that exit too? Oh, no, not at all. Oh, okay. We have little, um, well, traps and tricks along that road. We, Like I said, we really like to stay hidden. And so, funny enough, they can't see it. Oh. Oh, interesting. So really nothing to worry about. I like this plan and I'm excited to be a part of it. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, we are gnomes, small but mighty. Just to be clear, we went through all the trouble of freeing two prisoners... And now we're just going to leave and hope that they help us in the future sometime. Are you planning on getting into politics? This is kind of a rough time to do that. I, no, 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 I'm not. Would you like to head back to the temple to see if we can find Masha? Or roam the streets and hope we run into Jimra? None of these sound like good options. The temple guard are locking everything down. They're doing sweeps, so you're going to get spotted real quick. But did we just save the town? Why would we, they should be giving us medals or something. Well, um, from one point of view, we might have saved the town, but from another point of view, um, we might have just, like, fucked everything up. So, you know. Yeah. I think, And I think that's the point of view that happens to have the power in the city currently, so... I imagine Desmond saying that in front of a window, where behind him, like, guards are running and fires are starting. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we might have saved uh, both sides of the conflict, which... Is is maybe why there is a problem. I see. In any case, uh, we should probably get a move on if we are uh, to to be able to get out before uh, those barricades finish going up. Uh, I'll see if I can go find Gruber. Gruber! Rotan walks off upstairs. Yes, also, if, if we would like, I can send a message to Jimra just to see if she's all right. Oh, that would be awesome, and when you do, let her know that if Masha survived, she may actually be an ally. Should I say to, to meet us, or, or just um, find us in gem, Geminge when, when, if, you, if you get out? Well, or Order of Chaos. Yeah, Order of Chaos is probably better. Don't bring trouble down on Winley's family's doorstep. Yeah, good, good looking out. Yes. Yes, good call. Good call. Um, all right, I will. Um, I'll send a message. Jimra, are you all right? Meet us at Order of Chaos, second trial, third, third trial, third trial. Fuck. <laughs> that's that's fifteen, <laughs> including fuck, right? Yes. I like the drink. <laughs> um, this is Desmond. I helped rescue you. You can reply. That's 25. Nice. A moment passes, and then you hear a voice in your head. Desmond, thank you so much for everything. I am safe. I must go and free Kassir. If you have need, just 
ask. Right. I just realized I forgot to mention that uh, Masha was an ally, but <laughs> tomorrow I could I could spend another spell slot if we'd like. But she says she's fine. She's going to free Kassir, and and if we oh, need good. anything, just to reach out and ask. Okay, so she's probably still going to that volcano then, which is fine because we're gonna go to Gemhenge and we'll just meet up afterwards. Once she awakens the ancient being from the volcano, then we'll just meet up afterwards. Cool. I'm sure that won't go, that won't backfire at all. No, not at all. You say it like that. So, um, Rotan, you have gone upstairs to try to find Gruber. And while you're climbing the stairs, you hear a curious sound in your head. <laughs> I have not dined like that in forever. We must kill things like that more. Uh, y- yes, uh, perhaps, perhaps uh, s- some other time. Uh- no, you do not understand. Well, um, I'm I'm very happy for you. I uh, I still am hurting uh, quite a lot. You are amazing. Oh, well. Starge killed weaklings, but you you fight the powerful, the wicked, the broken. We could do great things. Uh, well, uh, you say it like we haven't been doing great things already. Well, no, you haven't. I'm, I'm sorry? You have killed nothing. You have fought nothing until now. Are you saying that I, I'm not being a very good hero? You are now oh. a hero. Uh, well, that's good. I would very much like to drink. From this cassia. Ah, r- right. Well, uh, we'll see if uh, they are good or bad when we get there. And uh, uh, we can figure that out then. Yes? Is that all right? The sword does not respond. Of course, all of you downstairs hear one side of this conversation. <laughs> Hello? So how are we breaking that curse again? Uh, we gotta we gotta get him laid. Was that it? No, that was decidedly not it. Okay, Winley would like to go to Roton. Roton, who are you talking to? Uh, uh well, uh, the sword was was talking to me. Um, I'm trying to find Gruber right now. Your sword was talking to you. Yes. Did you not know that the sword talks to me? No, I sort of thought we had a conversation earlier. Where I said that my eye talks to me, and... I'm, I'm confused. Me too. And Winley walks away. <laughs> okay. So, Rotan, you um, start opening doors in the upstairs, and you open the door to your room. And in there you find Gruber, lying on the floor, staring up at the ceiling. His hands are clasped across his chest, and he seems to just be staring. Hello, Gruber. Oh, oh, hello, sir. I, I didn't hear you come in, sir. I think it's time that we left the city, Gruber. We've caused a bit of a stir, and uh, and we are going to be uh, 
leaving in a hurry. Oh, okay. I just wanted you to know. Uh, could you could you get uh, Concord ready? Oh, of course, sir. Um, I will. I will go get Concord. Excellent. Thank you very much, Gruber. Shall I meet you out front, sir? Yes, that would be ah uh, excellent. Actually, stay in the stable until we are uh, until we are ready to go. Um, your things, sir. Should I pack them? Or... Oh, yes, that would be excellent. Thank you, Groover. Have a gold piece. Okay. Oh. He flips him a gold oh, piece. Oh, thank you, sir. I... Hmm. I'm not sure what to spend them on anymore, sir. Oh, well, I'm sure you'll think of something. Yes, sir. And Groover starts to pack up Roton's things. Poor heartbroken Groover. I had been saving them for an engagement ring, but now I guess I don't need to. <laughs> okay, Adam, you know what's funny, though, is out of that whole thing, you didn't tell him that he's going to spend the night in his ex-girlfriend's parents' house. No, why would he, he mention that? Oh, my God. <laughs> why, why would that occur to Rotom? I, I don't know. You've been very sentimental and tender towards him, obviously, and... I thought you might give him just a, a little warning because he's going to just be going into this book. I know. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay, the group of you exit the inn and you find Gruber with Concord. He joins you and he nods towards you, Roton. <laughs> Winley, you notice he is not making eye contact. The group of you shut the door. You look back at the inn, wondering if you'll ever see it again. Around you, the city is a buzz. People murmuring, talking, running everywhere, trying to buy whatever goods they can from vendors that are hastily closing up. You see on the corners, the town guard has taken up patrols. They look just as confused as the general populace. You begin to make your way through the streets, up the winding street out of the trade quarter. And as you come to the bridge, crossing the river... You look out at the city before you, and the eastern bank of the river is in flames, as the Chaos Quarter has erupted into rioting. On the opposite side of the bridge, the Temple Guard has actually formed a makeshift barricade, or at least some sort of checkpoint, to ensure that no rioters or no undesirables make it into the wealthier parts of the city. Unfortunately for you, the way to the Gnome Road is back along the western bank, to the northwest city of the city, just before the bridge to the Temple District, right where you encountered Wenley's cousins just a day or so ago. The bridge itself is empty. So do we want to try the whole prisoner transfer thing again, or has that kind of run its course here? Well, now that he knows... You put a spell on him, I I think it's run its course. Well, like, a guy back in the temple in the prison section does. I don't know if this, you know, this asshole knows, but... Well... For the record, there are several assholes on the other side of the bridge. I mean, could just make everyone invisible. Does someone else here have invisibility, or is it just me? No, I, I got us. Okay. Well, I get I can get most of us. We could always just bull rush our way through. No. I wish I made a literal bull could rush... Ahead of us. I don't <laughs> think that's such a wise idea, if I'm just being completely honest. They, they would definitely follow us. I don't think a thirst for carnage is needed right in this moment. 
Could we like duck down an alley if we're going to go invisible? I feel like we're a little obvious if we do it on the other end of the bridge. It's fine by me. Is there an alleyway close, Diana? Sure, you can you can step back from the bridge and find a little recess or alleyway, someplace obscured and hidden. I was going to say I can get I can get 4 with the spell as it is. Well, if you're going to do it, then I'm going to do it. We started as a team. Let's finish this one. Oh, miss, you could distract him by asking if you've if they've seen your girlfriend. She was in the fray. <gasps> oh, and you're worried no. about her. Oh no! Did you get a girlfriend? The whole thing is Sid was sitting at that restaurant. Oh, her. Oh, <gasps> miss. There you go. You have an instant in, and also oh, we need to missed. check on your girlfriend. <laughs> that poor thing. It's just like the city's falling apart, like around, like the, the the fire and like everything. And I just imagine her sitting at a table, like for two Crying. by herself. Crying. This is like, fine. <laughs> this is fine. Exactly. Okay. This is fine. <laughs> she probably ordered two cherry cordials and's just sitting there, like coughing. The least you can do is sending spell her a cancellation notice. I'll give him another five minutes. The, oh, the waiter's no. like, um, would you like another water, ma'am? <laughs> Everybody at the so, bar knows. The candle at the table is burnt all the way down. <laughs> oh, Mist, don't you feel terrible? Hit you all. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. I, as a person, as a human being, actually feel awful right now that this <laughs> fictional character who doesn't exist is sitting fictionally alone at a fictional cafe that doesn't exist. Because my fictional six-foot-tall cat is trying to escape the city that he helped turn to. Are you saying that because they don't exist, they don't have feelings, Mike? <laughs> I am decidedly not saying that. I'm saying that I definitely have feelings about this, and I feel bad as a person. It's literally true, though. She she doesn't have feelings. She doesn't exist. <laughs> but she's definitely crying at the table alone. Yeah. <laughs> this is the beginning of her villain arc. Wondering what she <laughs> did. where it starts. What's she wrong with her? Why does everyone just in. leave her sitting alone in a cafe? <laughs> One single tear. Why does the city always burn when I set up dates? Why does the city always burn when I set up dates? Mist, have you ever stood someone up before? Oh, well, you, now you have, but I meant before this. <laughs> well, I, I would say if it, if it does, like, you know, assuage your feelings, if a riot was taking place she probably would have taken shelter and would probably understand if you didn't show up because of the riot <laughs> i've i mean i've broken up with people like that before you know you start a riot and um... it's like pulling the fire alarm to get out of a date you just exactly. we've all done that right it's the new ghosting yeah yeah all the fire alarms. It makes the breakup seem like less of a big deal if they're like well they're, okay well there's a riot happening you know like at least it's not a riot i would take that really hard like not only is there a riot, but you're dumping me in the middle of a riot? <laughs> During the riot? You're going to do this now? In my time of need? You... <laughs> I'm emotionally vulnerable, and now security, I am vulnerable. <laughs> this is dramatic and excessive, you child. <laughs> anyway. All right, so we're going invisible? <laughs> is that the plan, or... Um... I can put four of you invisible and go for the old disguise again. I will assist you, and I will make the other person invisible that you don't choose. Is this going to be a thing where, like, if I if I don't target you with the spell, that I'm not going to hear the end of it? 
Very probably, That's yes. not a me question. If I do the math correctly, between the two of you, you could do everybody except Gruber and Concord. So that'll go well. I'm sure they'll let Gruber just wander across. I mean, if anybody's harmless. The, we can we can um, have Concord. I can ride Concord. Sorry. I can ride Concord. <laughs> Will they let gnomes through? Maybe, maybe you're the only one that can get us through. I got through before. It was a bit of a surprise, but you see, in my disguise kit, I can disguise my voice as well, and I sounded so intimidating. Didn't I, Mist? She is not wrong. I didn't go to bard school for nothing. If it gets us past the guards, great. I'm all for it. Concord. Uh, she casts talk with animals. <laughs> Concord, darling. <laughs> Don't remember this voice. <laughs> it's like a hee-haw. <laughs> Remember? Oh, yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty close, actually. That's, that's... Concord, darling, how are you? Well, I'm okay. How are you? Oh, just getting by day to day. Winley is continuously trying to make eye contact with Gruber, and it's not working. Concord, darling, would you mind if I rode on your back as we, um, got past these guards, you will be a noble steed. Well, no king. I'm going to disguise you just a little bit to look, well, a bit more uniform. Is that okay with you? Okie dokie. Okay, darling. <laughs> Winley zhuzhes him up just a bit to make him uh, look more guardly and uh, climbs on his back and... Uh, they approach Mist. Mist will target, uh, I guess, Gruber, Rotan, Gruber, Rotan, Devi, and Desmond. And then Winley can get Buck. So casting that invisibility. Casting as well. And Mist will alter his shape using his disguise hat to look again like the temple guard. Oh, where did everybody go? Hello? You're you're invisible now, Gruber. So so oh. you need to follow Concord, whom you can see, and stay quiet. Otherwise, they'll being invisible will become pointless. Okay. Are you crossing the bridge now, with everybody in tow? Yep. Let's Leroy Jenkins this. Okay. You cross the bridge, and at the other side of the bridge, you encounter the barricade. And unlike your earlier encounter at a barricade with the overwhelmed and ineffectual city guard this barricade looks impressive it looks imposing as you look up the road the winding road leading towards the entrance to the city you see that they have sealed the city gates and that there's an entire platoon of temple guard protecting or preventing anyone from leaving the city the tallest of them steps forward where are you going with this gnome? Eh, hey, what do you mean? I am a new recruit. You're very small for a recruit. That's why I'm on the donkey. To make you taller. Exactly, man. <laughs> exactly. Where are you from? Oh, a bit north from here. This small town. Um, I know you haven't heard of it. It's, um, it's too small. A bunch of, um gnome farmers really into agriculture and such i didn't know we were allowing gnomes in the temple guard 
I'm the first one. Congratulations, you're meeting a historical figure. <laughs> uh, Whitley, give me a persuasion check. Okay. Twelve. Are you sure you don't want performance? <laughs> um, what a town up north. I thought only we loved Sessions and Session Guard. Ugh. It's a town... A small town called, um, Remage. Haven't you heard of it in your history books? Oh, Remage. What is that town? What is it? It's a town. Yes, but I... (laughs) Mist is going to cut in. A town where their hearts are as pledged to Kassir as any of ours. Wait, you know about this. Do you think I would be standing next to her if I didn't? Like, oh, this is a gnome. I didn't... How did I not notice before? Uh, wait, are you being discriminatory against my form, my shape, my size? Well, I mean, no. You forget, sir, my passion for Sisha, my love of Sisha. I will die for Sisha. Look, I don't doubt that. I just, I'm a little confused right now. I just... About what? I... About me being a gnome? Yes. About me being born into the world and couldn't, had no... I can't help how I, the form I came in, but I can tell you, in utero, my parents taught me the love of Sisha. <laughs> <laughs> wow, well, that was very dedicated parents. Um, okay, um... Yes, because, remember, the food you eat, the clothes you wear, it all comes from agriculture. That is my family. <laughs> my family. <laughs> we are the reason you are clothed and fed. Remember that the next time you meet a gnome. Okay, give me a, just one second. I just have to talk to my friends here. I, <laughs> hey guys, come here. <laughs> give me one more persuasion check, this time with advantage. Thanks to Mist helping out. <laughs> Ten. <laughs> That was the best of them? That was two rolls and ten was the highest? Oh, sorry. My bad. My bad. My bad. My bad. Eight. Yep. Oh. Yep. Oh, ten was the best. God. Um, que- question. I, hold on. Yeah. Can I cast a spell? Sure. Uh, can I get a wisdom saving throw? Uh, what am I trying to beat? Seventeen. That would be a six. So, no. They do not make their saving throw. Winley will cast suggestion. Gentlemen. I think you should let me, my donkey, and my guard friend through. Then I think you should go back and think about what you have done today and who you have spoken to. Well, it makes sense to me. Okay, boys, stand aside. Let them through. And it was, I am very sorry for how I spoke to you. I will, I will rethink how I think about the temple guard. You have shown me the error of my ways, and I must, I must think, I must, I I beg your forgiveness. Mm. I will think on it, as I will see you later, as I work here now. But do not forget this day, and do not forget my name. What is your name? Rotan von (laughs) (laughs) Bostock. Okay, Rotan von Bastard. I will remember you always. Good day. And the guard steps aside 
and creates a lane for you to pass. And the group of you file through the barricade onto the western bank of the city. This city is mostly deserted. People have taken shelter in their houses. The Temple Guard has flooded this district to prevent the riots happening on the eastern shore from finding their way over here. You have to be careful as you wind your way up the streets. You're a fairly large group, and the patrols are numerous. Mostly guards and pairs, or occasionally a group of three wandering the streets. But eventually you make your way along the western shore, and you find yourselves at the foot of the Temple District. The bridge to the Temple District is closed. It is barricaded. There are two dozen Temple Guard filling the bridge. More on the other side. Even if you wanted to, passage to the temple is forbidden. You find yourselves close to the edge of town. Unlike the rest of the city, there are a series of buildings, smaller in nature, with doors half as high as normal doors, or doors that you've seen in other parts of the city. You deduce that this is the Gnomish Quarter. It seems like there are a few, perhaps, Room for a few tradespeople, maybe some vendors, but not not a whole lot. It's not a large neighborhood. The doors are sealed. It's just as close down as the rest of the western side of the city. But Winley leads you past the neighborhood, down an alley, around the back along the riverbank, and you find yourselves on a road along the shore of the river. It's actually a fairly wide road, and it's actually not terribly well concealed. You don't know if there's some sort of glamour that the gnomes have placed upon the road itself, or if it's just that the Cetians don't really give any thought to the gnomes, and maybe have completely forgot that this road exists. The road is wide. There's easily room for you to walk if you wanted, the entire party abreast. Along the right-hand side, Three feet below the edge of the stone road is the river. It is dark as it winds its way along the cave. The ceiling above you is a hundred, then two hundred feet high. It is impressive, breathtaking even, that this long tunnel, it's not even really a tunnel, it's like just a cavern that houses this river, exists beneath the desert. The road itself is lit with small lanterns, which give the cavern a warm glow. Unlike the rest of Sisha, it is not the green fire lantern. It is the warm orange, the warm orangish red that you've known all your lives. You walk along the road for quite some time, putting miles between you and the city of Sisha behind you. After several hours of walking, you're not really sure how long or even what time it is. You see in the distance, along the riverbank, what looks like a small stone house. Unlike the rest of the buildings in Sisha, the roof of the house is thatched. Out front is a low wall, enclosing a small yard. Leaning up against the fence are racks upon which fish are drying. A small dock extends out into the river, the end of which a gnome sits fishing. Hello. Excuse me. Oh, hello there. What's going on? Oh. Nice day for fishing. Oh, yes it is, of course. Are you new? No way, I'm no. Been here my whole life. 
Half bottom grade, she's been named. Oh, yes, yes. I, I meant um, the position. Are you the new guard? Okay. Yes, I am. <laughs> new guard. Been here six months, so. Ah, six months. Don't get much traffic. Definitely don't get a bunch of, um, what you call, um, bigums here. Nope, don't get much of them at all. Yes, well, uh, Winley extends her paw. Well, I'm Winley. Windley Windlemints? Windlemints? Oh, cool. Windlemints. Didn't know I've had more Windlemints about. Well, I've been gone for quite a while. So you've come back to visit? Bring a bunch of bigums? Yes. Well, I'm not sure how they'll take that term. And Winley turns to the group, Bigums? Yeah, not liking it. Yes. It's kind of cute. It really just means individuals that are bigger than gnomes. Nothing to take offense to. I can assure you, though, that my, um, my friends behind me are quite wonderful, and, um, we were invited, you see, um, for a dinner tonight at my parents'. Uh, um, oh, oh, nobody told me, but I'm not sure it's fine. I mean, after all, you... <laughs> we do own the town. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you was going to say, you're window mints. I mean, <laughs> who am I going to say no to window mints? <laughs> well, that's very kind of you to say. Tell my mum I met window mints today. I mean, I've known them before, but, you know, they don't really talk to me. Uh, what's your surname? Oh, uh, no, Grange. Grange. I will be sure to tell my father of the wonderful service you provide. Oh, Dad, no, tell him all about Half-Bottom Grange. Half-Bottom Grange. You have my word, sir. Winley re-extends her paw to give him a firm shake. And he shakes it. Oh, I shook the head of the window mints. <laughs> tell my... tell my dog. <laughs> May we proceed? Oh, no, of course. With my man is... Um, sure. Do you remember how to do the thing? <laughs> yes, of course. Uh, Winley does the thing that Rachel does not know. <laughs> Winley steps forward towards the rock wall. And to all of you, it looks like just the rock face. And she steps forward and she finds a narrow little crevice and reaches her hand in there. And you see her push her arm forward, pull it back, spin her arm around, and then pull it back again. And suddenly, the rock wall in front of you begins to collapse inward. On the other side of the opening is an immense cavern. The ceiling of the cavern and the walls right down to the stone ground is as if you are stepping into an enormous geode. The walls, the ceiling, amethysts, purple-violet glow. It is breathtaking. In the center of this enormous cavernous geode, you see a village. The village seems to be made of the same stone houses, thatched roofs. Some of the houses seem to be larger than others, but they seem to be arranged in rings, as if you were looking at a faceted gemstone from above, the center of which is the largest building in the village, which seems to be five stories tall, with a spire pointing towards the roof of the geode. Moving between the buildings, hustling, bustling, going about their day and their lives, are dozens and dozens of gnomes. Welcome to Geminge.
We hope you are enjoying uh, episode 17 of season four here, uh, where that number gets higher every uh, week, and it's starting to freak me out. We've been doing this particular adventure for a while. Promise there is a res- there is a resolution in sight. Probably, maybe. Don't don't make promises you can't keep. This is true. Uh, in the meantime, if you're enjoying listening to this uh, long haul of a season, uh, please let us know. We would love to hear from you. You can drop us a line at uh, multiclasstheater@gmail.com or uh, you know leave us a review. Those reviews mean a lot to us. Let us know that you're listening and you know help us find new listeners. Whatever your podcast app of choice is. If you really want to join in on the whole community thing that we're trying to build here, we've got our lovely Discord channel. We're all pretty active on it to some degree or another, chatting about whatever random thing bugs us that particular day. And uh, Raccoon memes. Raccoon ra- memes. A lot of raccoons. Yeah. Best channel. Raccoons. Mm-hmm. Best yeah. channel Hands by down. far. Hands down. I'm kind of partial to our science channel, but what are you going to do? I'm running out of things to say. Do we have any new reviews? I haven't seen any new reviews. And we haven't had a new review in a while, um, which is unfortunate because we do so enjoy them. And um, honestly, it, it drives so much. So if you haven't written a review for us, it would be nice. I mean, we'd appreciate it. You know, it doesn't have to be much. Just let us know you're listening. Let us know you're out there. So um, we are recording this on... October 1st, and we have now entered the best month of the year uh, because it is autumn, because my birthday is in October, and most of all, because Halloween. Spooky time. Spooky time. The best time. So I wanted to take a moment to talk about a movie that I just saw, and I don't really know why I waited so long to see it. I just watched Suspiria, and I just watched the remake. Oh, yeah, the most recent one. Finally. The most recent one. Finally. (laughs) It was so good. And, like, I've heard things about the original, about how it's sort of operatic and also very gory. And I didn't, well, with the exception of maybe the end, I didn't think the new one was quite so, I was expecting more gore. But it was outstanding. It was moody and the performances were amazing. And I know both Cassie and Rachel are also horror aficionados. So I, is there a movie off the top of your head that you think people should watch that maybe is a little under the radar? Oh, that's a good question. Because for horror, there are quite a few of them. Uh, I'm going to do a one-two combo because I feel like if you watch them back to back, it's even better. We're going to go with Mandy that has Nicolas Cage in it. That one starts off very artful and you'll know the second that it starts to go off the rails. It gets really, you'll know is all I'm going to say. Uh, And then the follow-up, it's an unofficial sequel, but if you watch Willy's Wonderland right after that, I think they play really well together. And they're campy and ridiculous and so, so good. Come join our Discord. I want to hear if you you like watch this and let me know what you think. Yeah, I have seen Willy's Wonderland. I have not seen Mandy. I'm writing these down. I also want to see, is it Color Out of Space? Is that the other one that's kind of the same filmmaker and Nicolas Cage? Yeah, and I don't think Nicolas Cage is acting in that. But like the more he's been (laughs) in lately, the less I know how much he's acting and how much he's just being himself. So, But especially for Color Out of Space, I don't think that he was trying that hard. I think he just showed up and was like, okay, let's do this. What about you, Rachel? Anything? I'm writing these down. I... Hold on, I'm writing these down. I have not <laughs> I have not seen either one of these. Yeah, I'm writing them down too. I'm trying to broaden my horror movie knowledge. 
I used to be scared of them. Now I'm like, oh, I should, I should watch them. Ooh, I will caution you that they're both pretty violent and gory. That's okay. At certain points. So if that's a thing for folks. Yeah, yeah. Good call. Good call. Um, I am going to say, um, I, I, I saw this about I don't know. I think like two months ago. Um, and it's on Hulu. It's called House of Darkness. It's a slow burn. Uh, it's definitely a slow burn, and it has a bit of, like, Bram Stoker's Dracula in it. So, I mean, it has, um, like, the original names, um, but it's, like, a modern, it's a bit of a modern retelling. It's a guy and a girl meet at a local bar, and she brings them to this mysterious um, old house far away from everything, and you think it's going to go one way and the opposite. And I don't want to say anything, I don't want to get too much into it, but it's really, really good. And it's um, Kate Bosworth and Justin Long who are married. I did not know that. And yeah, it's really, and I would also say Barbarian, but I feel like everybody has seen Barbarian at this point. Oh boy. I'm just thinking about Justin Long at that. Okay, Matt, you should see Barbarian. <laughs> okay, Barbarian. I've that. heard this is good. That's one of those ones that the less you know about going into it, the better. I feel like I could talk for another hour more about Barbarian. You could write a thesis on Barbarian. I would you know, say. that sounds like something <laughs> that we should talk about on our Twitch channel some night. Mm. Yes, yeah, because I'm... I would also throw out real quickly, not quite horror, but also not quite not, uh, The Devil's Hour on Amazon. It's a, like, six-episode series from the UK. Mm-hmm. That's another one where kind of the less you know, the better going into it. I watched, um, uh, it's not quite a horror. I wouldn't say it's a horror movie, but I watched um, Arrival recently. Mm. You know oh, the movie? That's so good. That's a, that's that's a, so good. I, haven't, I hadn't seen it until like a month ago, and I was like, oh my God, <laughs> it's such a good movie. See, it's based on a short story, which is also really good. Mm. It's a whole thing about the, the thing with language, and, and I was like, ooh, like it was such a good like, I believe that's how it would go down, you know? By the same guy did, who did the new Dune. So if you like those, yes. it's the same vibe. Denis Villeneuve, one of my favorite. Denis I, Villeneuve is God. very, very good. I love him. <laughs> the more I see of him, I'm like, oh, my God. Anyway, uh, what about you, Adam? Anything to add? Uh, no, not not really. All right. I'm going to guess <laughs> back to the show. Works back to, me. to the show. Back, back to, to the, the show. show. All right. Enjoy, everyone. Winley, you began leading the group into the village. And the road before you descends, sort of the, the, the cavern kind of bowls a little bit towards the center where the, um, the largest building is. And so you're, you have this view over the... It's, it's not quite as grand as Sisha, where you were up high looking down at the cavern, but it's sloped enough that you can see the way the village is laid out, and you can see the various buildings and kind of the ringed structure um, of the village. You see along the edges, there are long, low buildings. And you see that there are mine cars and tracks which are leading out of these buildings to someplace deeper underground. And there seem to be three mines. One to the right of you, one to the left of you, and one on the other side of the village. 
as you move closer to town and people start staring at you. At first, you think they're staring because you're a group of tall people and not all human, but definitely not gnomes. But then you notice that they're not really staring at you. They're staring at Winley. And you notice that they're whispering amongst themselves. And you even catch a couple pointing at her. And you even hear two who are not quite quiet enough. Oh, what happened to her eye? Winley goes over to the two that are whispering. What are you whispering about? Oh, I'm sorry, Mum. I'm whispering about nothing. I don't think it was nothing. Were you whispering about what's behind my eye patch? Well, come to be frank, I was whispering about your eye. Oh, that's so interesting. About this? And Winley takes the patch off. <gasps> Is oh, this the rock. what you're all that's... whispering about? No, I, I had no idea. I, how was I supposed to know? Oh, that is terrible. It's terrifying, I tell you. I think it's quite lovely. I won this in a battle. Have you ever been in one? No, no, Mum, I've not. No, I think... Begging begging your party, Mum. We'd we'd be on our way. I think you should. Winley puts the patch back on, comes to the front of the group where she was before, and continues walking. Across the street, there's another pair of gnomes. And that, my boy, is why it's not polite to steal. <laughs> I had no idea what the fuck accent that was, but... Hi, ho, Kermit Defrog. Winley turns back, to, turns back to the group. If you can't tell, it is a very small community, and um, people can be a bit gossipy. I won't be surprised if my parents know I'm here before we get to the front door. So, Winley, you lead them into the town and to one of the larger houses. Why don't you tell me what it looks like? All of the houses look, like she had said before, pretty similar. Um, But this one is a bit more Tudor-looking. You can tell it's a bit more, has more money uh, put into it. So it uh, also has a thatched roof, like the cream stucco and the uh, the deep brown wood on the outside of it. Very lush, has a garden in the front and all throughout there are gems of all different colors. Sapphires, rubies, emeralds, all throughout. So the house really shines uh, and glimmers and it, and it just seems it, it's a bit reminiscent of Winley's tent. There's a white picket fence, and it's, it's very jolly. Winley's jolly and happy side and kind side is sort of this house, you could say. The group of you unlatch the fence and enter the yard. And on either side of a narrow, well-maintained path are gardens, and flittering to and fro from plants you've never seen before in wild, iridescent, bioluminescent color are moths and other fantastic flying insects. At the end of the path, at the entrance to the house, you see two gnomes. They're a little bit older, graying hair, one of which has a well-maintained pointed beard, and the other is trim, vivacious, 
Her hair is blonde, streaked with some white. They are both smiling broadly and welcomingly as you make your way towards the house. Hello, Mommy. Hello, Papa. Oh, Winley. Call Winley, dear. I didn't think you would come home so soon. I'm so happy to see you. Oh, Winley. Oh, oh, where's me manners? I'm, I'm Leona. I'm Winley's mum. And, and this is me husband, Winfred. Winley's, Winley's papa. Oh, I'm so happy to have you here. Welcome, welcome to Geminj. I'm, I'm just... And she rushes forward and she just embraces you, Winley. Winley hugs her right back. Oh, mummy. Really has been ages. It's been too long, dear. I'm just... Won't, won't, won't you introduce me to your friends? Oh, oh yes. Yes, of course. This here is Desmond. Hello. Pleasure to meet you. Oh, sh- Sometimes we call him Swiss cheese. Not because of the way he smells. Um, <laughs> Wendy, that's... What? <laughs> <laughs> Don't be rude. <laughs> Sorry. I call him Desi. Desi. It's good to meet you, Desi. Pleasure. This here is Devi. Oh, aren't you lovely? Hello. My first name is actually Devias von Bastard. My word, that's a mouthful. Devias von Bastard. Yes, it's a very regal name where I come from. Yes, it is regal. Yes. It's, are you noble? Absolutely. Uh, well, I was, but yes, absolutely. Oh, call Winnie. And who else do we have here? Um, this here is Buck. Buck. Howdy, ma'am. Well, aren't you a handsome lad? Oh, that's not true nor necessary. Thank you very much. My <laughs> bird, Buck. I must admit, I have heard rumors of your. Your people, but I, I confess, you're the first I've ever met. Yeah, we're a little bit hard to come by around these parts. Well, welcome. Next, um, this is Mist on the River. <laughs> There's a handsome cat. T- Tabashi, actually. Tabashi. Mother. I'm so sorry. Yes, <laughs> got me all flattered. Yes, Tabashi. It is good to meet you, Mist on the River. Um, this here's Roton. Um, he is. Uh, Devi's brother. My word, a brother and sister. Oh, please, please to make your acquaintance. No, no, the pleasure is mine. Last, but certainly not least, uh, this is Gruber. Um, hello. Hello, Mrs. Winley. It's, it's an honour to meet you. Oh, oh, dear, don't be so bashful. It's all right, it's good to meet you too. <laughs> it's... <laughs> I'm fine, really. And Gruber steps back behind Concord. He's a peculiar one, dear. Uh, Hush! Uh, Gruber, perhaps you could take Concord around the back. We have a a stable prepared. Yes, yes, (laughs) Mum. Right away. And he takes Gruber, or takes... Gruber takes Concord around the back of the house, saving you all from a very awkward scene. Further... Awkward. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, hello, Winley. It's so good to see you. Come here, give you a paw hug. <laughs> Papa. <laughs> oh, it's great. It's, uh, you brought all these people here. Welcome to the Window Mints. I'm Winfred. As I said, it's good to have you here. 
My house is your house. Thank you, that's very kind. Oh, I'm afraid you may have to stoop a bit, but... Well, maybe a bit more in your case. Lad, he says to you, Buck. But I think we'll be all all right. Come on in. Yes, please come in. Uh, Roton will stoop uh, and come in. So, Buck, you can fit inside. It is not comfortable, both due to your height and due to your horns. I'll, uh, <laughs> I appreciate the hospitality, and I will probably check in later, but this... I, I don't want to ruin your home, so I'll just be around back if and y'all need me. Oh, don't bother. It's, 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 it's only money. No, but it's, it's your, your home is very lovely, and I appreciate all the work that you put into it, and I appreciate the hospitality, but I am a danger to myself and everything in your home at this point, so it, it's, it's really all right. I'm, I hope I'm not offending you. I, I'm concerned about <laughs> your home. And everyone else's well-being whilst I am inside it. Well, do come back for dinner. We will open a window and we will have it oh, like oh, but a mummy, picnic of sorts. Perfect. Yeah, mummy, couldn't we have it in the back garden? Oh, what a dinner. delightful idea. I will call or have it, have it, get it set up right away. Perfect. <laughs> so the group of you enter the house and it is very well appointed with rich wooden furniture and... Fine tapestries, a fireplace, which has a fire. It's very cozy. It's very homey. It's a kind of place where you could spend a long time just relaxing. Tea, dear? Uh, uh, yes. Uh, would everyone like some tea? That sounds lovely. Thank you. So Liana leaves to go to the kitchen to prepare tea, and Winfred sits in this chair, this well-worn chair, and puts his feet up and rests his hands on his ample belly, and he's just looking at you, Winley, and smiling. If they're bothered by your eye, they don't seem to have given you any indication. It's almost as if they haven't noticed it. Well, Papa, how are things at the at the mine? Oh, oh, business is business, you know. Got a new contract up north, some of them, uh, Leonin. Oh. Need some of our gemstones, use it in their nautical works. Oh. So that's been good for business, and, um, well, you know, usual town happenings, nothing much. What about you? What have you been up to? Oh, so much. <laughs> uh, Dizzy and I actually, um, went on a, a bit of an adventure up there a while ago, didn't we, Dizzy? Oh, yes. Um, I'm, I'm familiar with the town. It's quite quite a time ago. I was there too. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, you were. Of course. <laughs> I made quite the impression, as I recall. <laughs> so many different, like, mini little story arcs that have been happening. I forget which characters have been where, you know. But, um, you see, Papa, this group of individuals, along uh, now with Buck, we've been, um, adventuring together, doing good things. Helping people, you see. Oh, that's that's important. Um, and this is um, making making your money, putting coin in your pocket, so to speak. Oh, yes. I can't tell you the amount of coins I've put in my pocket. Well, good um, then. You mm -hmm. know, full purse leads to a full belly. That is true. That is true. But 
I do always have a pack of um, dried fruit, just like you told me since I was little. I can't go wrong with dried fruit. Yes. So, um, what brings you by? Well, um, this was actually on the way to, um, our next adventure. And I just, I thought it would be a pity if I didn't come and say hello. Well, you know, we're glad to have you. It's been a while. Been a long while. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm happy you're doing well and you've got friends, but... Uh, me and your mum, you know, we missed you. I know, and I miss you two every day. Really, I do. I've been finding myself, I guess you could say. Finding myself again. Trying to rebuild, as you know. Well, yeah, no, right. I mean, it's great and all, but did you... I mean, you could have written a letter. I have talked to mom if, to mamma a few times, but I understand it's can do better, and I promise I will. I mean, yeah, we, we care about you, and we don't want to see anything happen to you, and I get, I get that maybe the family business wasn't the thing, and, you know, we may have... Well, your mum and I have done a lot of thinking, and maybe we... Well, maybe we didn't make the best choices as parents, and, you know, that's our fault, and, and whatever may have happened to you, and... Papa, please. And at this point, he... Looks at your eye. Well, your mum and I, you know, we take some responsibility for that. Papa, my faults are not yours, all right? I made my own decisions. I had to learn the hard way, is all. So please don't feel guilty or or like you had anything to do with anything. I'm happy, kind of. Well, this really does seem like a private conversation. And when he sort of looks around... I'm sorry, Wendy, uh, I just haven't seen you in forever. No, I I understand. I just feel as my friends are... Well... Yeah, no, I can see that that tall one kind of shuffling awkwardly. He looks... Oh, you well, sir. You don't look great. Oh, I will be fine for now. This tea is bracing. Oh, I think you need some soup. Oh, do you have some soup? Oh, we will soon now. Leona, get your soup on the pot. Should we, like, go somewhere else so you can have a private little family conversation? No, 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 no. I'm getting some undertones of something. I can't... Oh, no, don't stay. We can talk later. This is reunion time. Happy time. So, tell me about yourselves. You're a Tabashi, eh? Good money in that. I'm going... Father, just please. <laughs> good, good money in being your species. <laughs> mother, oh, you, mother. Yes, yes, Whitney. Sorry. Yes. Um, my friend Roton here. Well, he's been poisoned. Well, poisoned. Unfortunately, yeah. yes. Do you? I think so. Any sort of. Do you have any of your remedies? Oh, yes, I do. Just give me a minute. Let me run. Let me get my bag. My mother, you see, well, along with being in the family business, is a healer. Really? Yeah, well, yeah, sort of brought up that way. Kind of a, you know, family thing on my side, you know. With, But, um, yes, I can, I can tend to you. Hopefully I have something. Just give me a minute. And she leaves and actually goes upstairs to retrieve something. Well, Papa, I 
can't see that you're staring at what seems to be a patch on my face. Would you mind if I took it off? Um, no, it's for your face. Go ahead. Winley takes off the patch. You see this curious expression creep over Winfred's face. And he reaches into his pocket and he pulls out a pair of glasses that have several lenses. And he gets down off his chair and he walks closer to you. And he starts peering uncomfortably close at the gem. And he starts moving various lenses in front of his eye to get a closer look. Cole, would you look at that? That's called pure emerald. Can you see out of that? I can. <laughs> I knew wow. you would think it was cool. <laughs> well, calling me humble bug. That's, that's something else. Sort of interesting. I feel like I've turned into, um... That's extraordinary. I've turned into free marketing for the mine. Oh, no, that's a great idea. Oh, no. <laughs> no. It was a joke. <laughs> it was a joke. Uh... So, how'd you come by that? Well, it was in another adventure. I guess you could say sort of, um, won it. And was given the opportunity to, um... Have it replace my eye. And I took it in a very, um... Well, I don't think I thought long enough about it, Papa, because, well, I'm beginning to have problems with it. Oh, now is it beginning to chip? (laughs) No, Papa. And even if it were beginning to chip, you know, I always have my, um, my mining pack with me. (laughs) I can always spruce it up, like you taught me. But no, that's, that's not it. Um, well, it's beginning to hurt and to burn and to put bad thoughts in my head. You see that he's momentarily distracted, staring at it, and he kind of snaps out of it. Oh, no, sorry, I just... Well, do you want me to take it out? Oh, I got my, um... Well, I can just yank it right out then, I think. <laughs> I've tried it many times. Many Many times. It's bound by magic, Papa. It won't come out. Oh, bloody magic. <laughs> Just because you don't use it doesn't mean it's not wonderful and useful to the to those I who don't do. Don't need magic. That's what tools are for. All right, Papa. All right. Look at these hands. <laughs> you think I needed magic to build this empire? To pull those gems out of the ground? Now I use my own two hands. Papa is the truest tinker. Of us all. No, no, Tinker. Just honest tradesmen, hard work, back-breaking work. That'll get you far. <laughs> uh, right. Why would you break your back just for that? Okay, where's Mama? Mama? <laughs> if your back's broken, <laughs> I can feel it. You found a remedy. Oh, coming there. I just, I couldn't find my case. I think I left it. I thought I left it in your brother's room, but... We don't really go in there anymore. But it wasn't in there. No, I found it. And, um, coming. No worries. No no rush. I was merely trying to change the conversation. Uh, so she returns and uh, she begins to examine you, Rotan. Okay, now stick out your tongue. <laughs> Wagger, there we go. Very good. Oh, hmm. Well, that's a doozy. Just give me a moment. And she goes into the kitchen, and you hear a loud thud 
as if it sounds like a small cauldron landing on a table. Just a moment. Debbie's going to follow her back there and watch the preparation process. All right, Debbie, you follow her back there and you see her um, crushing various herbs and flowers into the pot and then adding liquids to it. Then she begins to, uh, she produces a flame beneath it and it begins to heat. Oh, you you into potions, dear? I yes, but I don't usually make them. Usually, I use magic for healing. But this, like poisons or something else, like is this going to heal? This heals the poison. Oh, definitely, definitely should. Maybe, hopefully. That's fine. We'll experiment on him. Don't listen to Winfred. Magic is perfectly fine, but sometimes, sometimes you need a natural touch. You need a bit of nature, a bit of goodness to. Offset the dark. So there's no magic here. Well, depends on your point of view, isn't it? I would argue there's magic in nature. Well, that's just silly. I meant, I meant like the healing magic. No, dear, there's no... It's just us. But then the magic comes from... Comes from the world, dear. Comes from the ground. Comes from the water. Comes from the flowers. Comes from you and me. Oh, uh, excuse me. Uh, I... Would you care to explain uh, what what's going on? Because you just had me stick my tongue out, and then you and then you said hmm, and then I uh, came in here. Oh, I'm sorry, dear. I'm just making a potion. Ah, uh, for for me. Oh yes, dear. Should have you write us rain soon oh, enough. Excellent. So be a good boy and just stay put, and all will be well soon. Oh, what goes into this potion? I'm, I'm cu- very curious. Don't you worry. Now be very specific with amounts and ratios, please. It's a pinch <laughs> of that, and a bit of this, and a little bit of love. Uh, okay, um, I meant the actual ingredients, like, with names and, and... Oh, that's a secret, dear. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, it's worth a try. <laughs> I, I'm just going to browse your, your vials of things that I'm sure have labels. Hold on. And meanwhile, out at the stable... Gruber is getting Concord bedded down and fed when you come upon him, Buck. It's a, a little cramped in there, so I kind of figured it'd be a little roomier out here. Oh, hello, Buck. I thought you'd be with everybody else. Yeah, it's a little short in that room, at least for oh. at least for me. I didn't want to break everything. Oh, well, there's room out here with me and Concord, if you don't mind the ground. Ah, no. Nah. I sat on plenty of ground in my time. Vastly prefer it, honestly. Okay. So, how you doing, bud? I know we don't talk a whole lot, but maybe that's kind of something you need right about now. Oh, well, I don't know, Buck. I mean, I've never been in this place before. I've never been in love. And then, I think I still am in love. But I don't think Wendy loves me. And I don't know what to do about that, Buck. Yeah, the loving never really stops, does it? No. And that's okay. That's what makes it hard, Buck. I, I think I think if I didn't love her, then, then it would be okay. Gosh, wouldn't that just be the easy thing? Yeah, it just sits there, Buck. And then I look at her, and then I want to cry. And I wonder why. I don't know, Buck. And then I saw her mum and dad, and, and I just... I had all these dreams, Buck, and, and they're just, they're gone. It's, all, it's okay to cry. You're all right. <laughs> I'm crying. There you go. Now, I, I can't speak for Winley, obviously. She's her own person. 
but I can say that this was in her own way an act of love for you, which doesn't feel like it. I can speak for myself because I've, well, I've been in her place at one point in my life and I can tell you that I still very much love my partner. I don't know where they're at right now. I don't know what they're doing. I don't even know if they're still alive at this point, but I can tell you from the other side of it, there's still very much love. I'm so sorry, Buck. I didn't, uh, I didn't know. I hope everything's okay with them. I would, I would, I would hate to think something bad happened. Me too, bud. Me too. Sometimes I worry that I was that bad thing. Oh, don't say that, Buck. You've been nothing but good. I appreciate that. I think they probably, they probably think about you all the time, Buck. And maybe, maybe it doesn't hurt as much. But, but I'm sure you're still there in 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 their heart, Buck. I mean, at least I, I want to think so. Well, see, there you go. It doesn't lessen the hurt. I know that. And I know it's not going to help hearing it at all, but there isn't a day that goes by that I don't regret leaving. I can't seem to get back. Buck, why did you leave? I didn't, that's what I don't understand. Because I thought it was necessary. Because I thought it was just going to be one little trip, and then I could come home and we could just settle in and be fine. And maybe someday we will. I don't know. Our paths take us in strange directions. I mean, we just burned down a city, or at least helped to. And I hear rumors that that ain't the first time that's happened, so... No, I think it's the fourth. <laughs> you know they're not handing out prizes for the most amount of cities burned, right? Anyway, I'm, what I'm saying is that it... it just because it hurts right now and we may not understand why it's happening doesn't mean that that's going to be it forever. Winley's got some stuff to work through on her own, and I, I think I know you well enough to know that you're going to respect that. And I don't know if that doesn't make it hurt any less, but it'll if it if it ain't the end, it's not over. So you're still alive. She's still alive. There's still hope. We just gotta get to the other side of this thing. Gruber wipes a tear from his eye, and then he leans forward, almost falling into you, Buck, and just gives you an enormous hug. Oh, Buck! Buck's gonna be returning that hug. Oh, thank, thank you, Buck. Of course, buddy. I can't even imagine sitting in your shoes. We just come strolling up to this house and it's like, hey, here's my parents. My gracious, we should have sent you back to my ranch. You could have done checked on Cashew. Oh, yeah, I've been thinking about Cashew. I'm sure he's okay, though. There's still time. We could still send you back. There's a place for you if you want it. You got some healing to do and wherever you got to do, do it. I'm here to support you. Thank you, Buck. I really mean that. Thank you. Meanwhile, in the house, the potion is done. Liana has placed it in a beautiful uh, glazed mug, and she blows gently on it as if trying to cool it. And once it's cool, she takes it to Rotan and hands it to him. Here you go, dearie. It may not taste great, but it should help. Oh, uh, thank you. Um, Rotan downs it, doesn't sip it, just just drinks it all, um, without coming up for air. It doesn't taste bad. It tastes very earthy, 
as if the primary ingredient is mushrooms. And soon after drinking it, you begin to feel a relief. And you feel a little bit better. And this sort of pallid clamminess begins to go away. And you are no longer poisoned. Oh, thank you. That, oh, I, I am feeling a bit better. But, uh, uh, yes, bracing. Oh, what? You sure you can't tell me what was in that? Oh, no, dearie, it's a secret. Oh, well, I guess if I get poisoned again, I'll just have to come back here. Good on you, just come back. Excellent. Oh, no, Mummy, tell him what's in it. No, any time, dearie. <laughs> We'd love to have you. And it's at that moment, Winley, where Liana notices your eye. <gasps> oh, dear. Oh, oh. Winley, what, what happened? What, what happened to you? What happened Mama. to your eye? Mama, as I was just explaining to Papa, dear, oh dear. I sort of won it in an adventure. But, but your, um, your beautiful face, it's, it's your eye. Is it no longer beautiful, Mother? No, no, dear, that's not what I meant. It's lovely. It's just... Oh, does it hurt? It does now, yes. I'm having trouble with it. And um, I've been trying to read up on how I can take it out. I don't... Well, I, I know some information, but not enough. Well, dearie, I... Perhaps I should ask the sisters. Oh, Mother, do you really think... I mean, it couldn't hurt. I mean, obviously, the potion helped your friend, but... No, yes. I said too much. I I, oh, I no. shall ask. Yes, please do. Can't hurt. And she just caresses the side of your face. Oh, my poor Winnie. And she kisses you on the forehead. And then her and Winfred head upstairs, leaving you all alone. Well, this is my home. Your family seems lovely. I actually really am... Glad you're here. Well, we are happy to, to be here. How are you feeling about about being home, about everything? Well, a lot of emotion, that's for sure. Looking around at all of these rooms, having memories in each one of them. I, I don't think I ever mentioned um, my brother before, have I? No, I don't. I don't believe so. He was my older brother. Wonderful. I um, I looked up to him uh, really as my hero. He had tremendous potential. Um, he was five years older than me, um, and he worked at the mines. He wanted to take over, but unfortunately, there was an accident, and uh, and my brother died. It was very difficult for my family, and um, I think it did have a part in me not wanting anything to do with the family business, and um, sort of sent me on a bit of a rebel streak, you could say. <laughs> As I am innately theatrical, I uh, I chose a different path. Yes, it's it's a lot, Dizzy. I'm feeling a lot. Yes. Very sorry to hear that, Winley. Um, I think that, I mean, I guess that explains a lot of um, how your father might want you to uh, inherit the, the family business and your resistance to it. Yes. Yes. <sighs> if you don't mind... I'm going to take a minute, and uh, Winley uh, steps into the, the powder room, cleans herself up a little bit, and I think allows you guys to, to chat amongst yourselves. All right, I'll be honest, I was expecting a lot worse from her parents, the way she talked about them. They seem like lovely people. Well, 
as far as the ruling elite that we have met so far this as adventure uh they're not the worst yes also we we uh, it, it, it's hard to know the inner workings of, of someone's relationships with uh, with uh, parents we we are a little bit on the outside uh, it's very surface level um they seem pleasant i'm still baffled by did she say they own the town is this like a company town situation? Well, I was wondering. Did, I'm like, did we meant? Did we miss that detail somewhere? Is that not normal? I'm pretty sure we owned our town. Rotan, did we own uh, Bastardton? Bastardshire. Bastardshire. <laughs> uh, I I think so. I was never uh, big into uh, all the, all of that accountancy. Well, maybe it's the same situation here. It, well, it could well be, but, uh, you know, that was always uh, Pernicia's wheelhouse and not mine. Well, she did have the head for numbers. Pretty sure Dad talked about the, the villagers, you know, like he owned them. Or at least their houses. I mean, the town's literally called Bastardshire. I'm rather unclear on, uh, on, on how all of that worked. Point is, you could, you know, own a town and still be good people, right? Right. 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 Yes, I think so. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> well, um, well, we are quite safe here, it seems. Um, the city being uh, hidden and all after the events at Seashire. It's very pretty, too. It's fascinating. So much can thrive and grow underground. It's quite, quite interesting looking around at all the plants, you know, wildlife. I wonder how secure all those gemstones are in the wall. Winley comes out. <laughs> Did I miss anything? We were just talking about your parents. Uh, yeah, and um, oh, just God, wondering were... <laughs> how um, how secure are those stones? Like, are, are you attached to them? Oh, uh, well, we wouldn't mind if you took a few. We do have an endless supply. Boss, boss, give me that bag of yours. Do not give him the exploding ones. Oh my God! Some explode. Oh shit! No, not. Why did you no, say no. that? Not in the home. Not in the home. We are civilized. Mist, you are welcome to take a few if you would like. It would actually be a compliment to my mother. Boss, give me the bag. Mist is going to like slip Tingles up uh, a a pouch, not the bag of holding, just. <laughs> Winley, do your do your um. Uh, parents, do they do they run the town or, or just the um, the mining uh, business? Oh, um, no, we um, we own every building in Jimmond. We are the bank. My father is the mayor. We really do run everything, but we've never got a complaint. My parents are lovely people. Is that a surprise? I just don't um. Recall you um, mentioning it in, at any time along our um, journeys. My memory is Swiss cheese, but um. You know, I I think um, while I've been with you all, it's been quite a treat to forget who I was. Hmm. I can definitely understand. That. I don't really understand. You didn't want to be, like, part of the family. They seem like light, like lovely people. They are, and um, well, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. You know, I am young, but I was younger when I officially left home. Looking back on it now, if I would have put more thought into it, my life could have been very different. But you see, my brothers 
death, well, it was of course an accident. Of course. I didn't think of it that way at the time. At all. My father, at the time, was over uh, the shift that was happening down in the mines and uh, was training my brother on how to get up and down in the, in the mine carts, you see. My father pressed the wrong button and uh, my brother plummeted to his death. You have to think, is being a teenager, just turning a teenager, I blame my father for the wrong reasons. It's a guilt that I carry with me every day. And it's a guilt he carries with himself every day. It's also something that this entire town knows. So it was, uh, it was very important for me to go to college and to get away from things and to get away from this place. Um, I also told her I was very theatrical. Obviously I'm a bard. So I went, um, I went and I wanted to make people happy because I was unhappy. So I went to a, a pretty high-ranked school. I was quite abusive, actually. So I couldn't run from my past and I couldn't run from my future. So I left, and I found you. You said the music school was abusive? Have you ever been to music school? No, it sounds terrible. Yes. Well, the teachers there, the professors, they were very hard. And I'd been just been through a great ordeal. It wasn't something I could handle at that time. I have to say, I don't really want to go into that. I'm not quite ready for that. I feel like I'm going through so much already being here. Just knew it just wasn't a good time for me. So I decided to become an adventurer and run away from all things that I had known and all the problems that I had. But it is funny. Life will always catch up with you. And here I am, with my future, sitting in my past. So I'm guessing you don't want to stay here and we should leave as fast as possible? Well, no. We will spend the night. We'll have a lovely dinner have great conversation with my parents, then move on and continue with what um, what we've said we were going to do. Well, anyway, <laughs> let me show you to your rooms and my mother and I shall prepare dinner. Spit spot. So, Winley shows you to your rooms and then later on in the backyard, beneath lanterns hung across the yard. You have a wonderful feast. It is the best food you've eaten in weeks since you left Buck's Ranch, what must be or feel like a month ago at this point. After dinner, Winley's mom brings out another pot of tea, and the group of you sit around, sipping the tea, staring up at the geode above you, which almost seems to glow in some sort of, well, Winfred wouldn't say it, but magical brilliance. Everyone seems relaxed. Even Gruber seems a little bit at peace. What does it mean to revive the fire goddess Kassir? 
Will Rotan get his sword under control? Is Winley Windlemint not the most gnomish name ever? Find out next time on Multiclass Theater. Akvani Scully League update brought to you by Alpha Hipster IPA. Alpha Hipster IPA is the newest release from a brewer you probably haven't heard of. Every bottle of Alpha Hipster IPA begins with a special blend of roasted malt, mustache oil, and essential oils squeezed from 10 pounds of hops, bottled at temperature so you can enjoy it before it's cool. Available nowhere because selling beer is so mainstream. Alpha Hipster. Here are the mid-season standings. Leading the Chaos Division are the Half-Orcs with a 6-1 record. Right on their heels are the Neverwinter Knights, followed by the Sunport Tabashi and the Castle Star Dreadguard. Bringing up the rear are the winless Airy Birdbrains. If that's how King Akrataki manages a team, it's a good thing Queen Anka ended up leading the Shrouded Isle. Over in the Order Division, the Quarter's End Silver Sisters are on top, followed by the Shadow Realm Laz and the King's Servant Ghosts in joint second. The Shadow Realm Dans and the Redfield Jerks shared last place with just two wins each, and they can stay down there. Keep listening to Multiclass Theater for more exclusive coverage. Hey, don't pick fight with me. I'll fuck you up. I don't know where the fuck that came from. My family, <laughs> My family will, f- will kill you. I'm from a small no. village outside of town. <laughs> you will remember my name. <laughs> I was so tempted to just cu- to, to to say something to have Rotan to just say something. To break invisibility. Yeah. <laughs> did the did you did you roll the die to see or did you just yes. <laughs>